Okay, welcome to the Dentist Topic Playbook Podcast. My name is Dr. Harry Singh, helping you grow your facial aesthetic business. Really excited with um, today's guests, um, but they cancelled last minute, so we've got a last minute substitute coming on to get that. So today's guests I've known for a long, long time. Obviously, I want to do this fun day on how we met and experience and background, but we've got Joe Lovett. Um, CEO, owner of Catalyst Sales and Marketing. So welcome, Joe. Woo! <laughs> Got a couple of birds in the garden. Nothing new <laughs> there. <laughs> so, a beautiful day. Had to make the most of that. So yeah, if you have audience, you want to tell um, everyone a little bit about yourself and also your company. Okay, so like you said, you were, you were correct. My name is Joe Lovett, uh, and I, I run a business called Catalyst Sales and Marketing. Uh, I worked for 10 years in dental media, which is how you and I first met. Yeah. I think we, um, we used to have a professional relationship whereby <laughs> we would uh, get together. And um, I think you appreciated my candidness with regard to advertising. Uh, I would say, no, don't bother doing that. That's crap and that's useless. But yeah, yeah maybe give this a try. Um, and occasionally it would work. Uh, and then we kind of got to know each other a, a little bit more when you started playing football five a side with with where my company you were a, a kind of a when we were on nine men and we needed a last minute filler yeah. and I remember the first time you turned up and uh, you were wearing a pair of Liverpool shorts that um, looked like after the game they might have to be surgically removed they were that tight yeah they were quite tight <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. Yeah, no, I think we just got on really, really well. And then um, after 10 years, when I left my company and decided to come and set up Catalysts, you uh, were were the first person to reach out to me. And I'll I'll, I'll never forget the day. (laughs) You and I actually met over in Stevenage in the Sainsbury's cafeteria. I was wearing a tracksuit. You were wearing a (laughs) tracksuit. Somehow we were still the best dressed people in there, uh, and, he, and you said and the to youngest, me, and the youngest, and the best looking, without doubt. And um, yeah, you said to me, "So what are you doing?" Yeah, I don't really know. And you said to me, "Well, you want to come and do some work with me?" And no, I you said, mean half the story. You got your laptop. You had these slides prepared, and I go, yeah, I still didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> uh, and I said to you, well, what are you doing? You said, well, I don't really know, but do we work together? And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, I think that was, that was coming up to six years ago now, Harry. God. And uh, yeah, it's been a, a beautiful romance ever since. You've always been, well, like I say, and I say this to everybody, you've always been super loyal to me. You were the first one that reached out, backed my business. You backed it through COVID, you know, when we've been absolutely booming. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's uh, it's been a beautiful relationship of, of, of which I'm very appreciative. So thank you for having me as your guest today. Now, thanks for naming the West Wing after me in your seven bedroom house. I met you in a one bedroom studio flat. This is a doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so people don't. Um, so yeah, um, joking aside, capitalist sales and marketing. So what is um, the business? What does it do? So essentially, my business is all about relationships. And uh, like I said, I, I, I've been in this industry now for 
16 years. Now, the, the, the predominant number of my clients are based internationally. So when they're looking to break into these markets with new products, new technologies, there's always a, you know, how do we start? What's the best way of getting into the UK market? Uh, who do we speak to? How do we build a media plan? Who are the influencers that we need to be working with? What are the shows that we need to be at? Okay. And I essentially use my knowledge and relationships and skill set to put their best uh, their products in the best possible position in order to achieve. Um, I also do some work with local companies like uh, the Botchline and Toxin Club, um, where I offer sales support. Um, and again, leaning on my relationships and hopefully my reputation within the industry to, to help people with the success. Um, I, I also have like a, a weird aspect to my business as well, which has kind of evolved over the last couple of years, particularly over COVID, was um, I'm kind of like an agent to a number of influencer dentists. So typically, if you see somebody on Instagram or Facebook or any kind of social media promoting a product, I'm typically the glue between those guys and, and the company. So no, that reminded me yesterday evening I was trolling OnlyFans and yeah. Yeah, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. I'm basically like the Eddie Hearn, but of the dental world. <laughs> That's a bit old school. We've got some young listeners. Eddie Hearn is a young guy. He's not much older than me. You're thinking of his dad probably. Uh, but as well, I organize an event called uh, the Dental Debate and Summer Party which is a lot of fun, where we talk about a number of contentious issues facing uh, dental professionals. We talk about you know, things like mental health, social media, its impact on, on, on mental health. And then, uh, you know, we deteriorate that mental health by having a massive party afterwards. But um, no, in all seriousness, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, lots of people come. We've got another one coming 28th of April. Of course, you were invited, uh, Harry. Always welcome. I couldn't come to the boat party last year because I can't swim. No, no, no. <laughs> but we're, we're going to make sure that the, the bar is properly stocked for you this time. And, and finally, I also do a charity project every year for uh, young dental professionals. Well, typically young dental professionals, but some uh, older generations jump on them. Essentially, what that is, is one-on-one Zoom calls whereby people jump on the call and it's about the non-clinical side of dentistry or aesthetics. Yeah. How do they make the most of their career? So does that look like getting published? Um, what does their social media look like? How do they enter awards? What courses should they go on? What jobs? So just more of the soft side of things rather than the clinical side of things. And all I ask for in return is a donation to, to charity. Um, and yeah, I've met some un- unbelievably amazing people through that program. So yeah, I, I keep myself busy. You know more than anybody um you know i'm partial to a bit of a rat baggery from time <laughs> to time so I, I have to do lots of things to keep myself out of trouble that's good that's good yeah yeah uh, i won't mention our nights out seeing um leaves yeah and, definitely uh, and just, children will be able to listen to this podcast right and it will be accessible prior to the 9 p.m watershed so let's keep it clean yeah Hey, no, so thank you for that very short introduction to yourself. <laughs> Sorry, uh, um, I apologise to any of your listeners that I've bored to death and switched off already. Don't worry, I'll edit all that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously the podcast is 
um, heavily linked with facial aesthetics. So a couple of questions to begin with. Have you been approached by any company that offer facial aesthetics or offer services to facial aesthetic practitioners? Yeah, all the time. It seems to be ubiquitous. Uh, I mean, aesthetics is huge, huge business. Uh, and I, I know all the talk in the media is we're no diving into a recession. Uh, but typically, I think it's uh, generally accepted that aesthetics is a, a fairly recession-proof business. Um, yeah. you, you know, even when times are tough, people still want to feel good about themselves. So I'm, I'm not noticing a slowdown in this sector at all. And, 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 you know, every single time at an event, there seems to be a new aesthetics trainer cropping up, somebody starting their aesthetics business. So I, I think it's a great time to be in the sector. And you alluded to earlier that you speak with a lot of younger dentists. I know you go to a lot of universities. Are the younger dentists more clued up about facial aesthetics? Do they want to add that to their CV? I think uh, younger professionals and students are generally more clued up overall as it is. These people are, you know, not like geriatrics like you and I, Harry, you know, <laughs> pre-internet days. All the information is uh, at the touch of a button on their phones these days. So these guys are, are, are really up to date with what's going on in whether it's the aesthetic sector or the dental sector. And, and I think, yeah, a lot of them, I speak to lots of students on a regular basis, like, oh, how can I come on a course? But obviously, um, we're not able to train them as, as students because they're not yet pre- uh, prescribers. But I notice there is a lot of appetite out there to, to get out there and do as much as they possibly can. And same with the young dentists. Yeah. They want to have a broad spectrum of skills, um, you know, not just Invisalign composite bonding. And uh, facial aesthetics is a is a key component within that. So yeah, definitely the the younger generation are very keen to to get more involved. Perfect, thank you for that. Um, so obviously, as being an entrepreneur and business owner of multiple businesses, what's the best or most important advice you got when you were starting your businesses? Uh, actually, two bits of advice. The first bit of advice was given to me first day in the dental industry and uh and it's so true even even to this day 16 years later it was somebody said to me don't piss anybody off don't go to war with anybody you, you will know harry better than anybody as well that sorry i'm not saying that you go to war with people <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was about to say i shot know, that, that chinese weather balloon last night <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um so you know it's a small cottage industry both aesthetics and the dental world everybody seems to know each other everybody seems to be related so i think it's really important that you are professional at all times and you conduct yourself in a respectful manner in terms of starting your business out as an entrepreneur the most important thing that i would say is be flexible be adaptable um my business, you know, when I first started it out, and I, and it wasn't being facetious when I f- first said to you, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. If if I look at my business and how much it changed and evolved in the first two years, that and they do say that, like the, your vision that you start out with and what your uh, business actually is after two years, they're very very different. And I think if you are too stoic and too kind of unadaptable and inflexible 
in those first two years. And say, you know, this is my business plan. This is, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing in six months. Uh, and you you don't flow with the, the markets and demand and supply. Um, I think that can have a negative impact, impact. So, yeah, being adaptable is key. Yeah. And as you know, business is basically solving people's problems and people's problems may be different to what you originally thought. They may change, um, revolutionize. And yeah, evolution wise, it goes in different problems people are having. So as you said, adaptable is a really key strong point. Thank you, sir. Very good. Hey, we're quite serious in this podcast. <laughs> um, Okay, um, have you ever have you ever hosted a TikTok video? You know what, I did one, and um, it was uh, I was isolating with COVID. Okay, and I was like day eight or nine, and um, I think I was going stir crazy at the time, just losing my mind, having no human interaction, not being able to exercise. And I was like, you know what, I want to try this TikTok thing. I sent it to a couple of people thinking it was funny, yeah. maybe a little bit sexy and provocative. Um, and they were like, just basically responded with, you need to get well soon. So <laughs> that was the end of my uh, my foray into TikTok. So yeah, it was fairly disastrous. That's good. That's good. Okay. Um, so obviously you've been involved in also, obviously mainly dentistry, but I know with aesthetics there's a lot. What is your biggest pet peeve that you see in aesthetics oh what question uh ah this is uh this is one i think is really important for people that train i think too many people don't have a plan for after when they've trained okay and I've seen it a lot where people come to the courses, they spend money to be there, they take time away from their families, they book hotels to to go on an aesthetic course over the weekend, but then there's no follow-up plan. And I'm a big believer that momentum is everything. And where I see the most successful people in aesthetics is they know what they're going to be doing in the two following weeks after attending a course. And whether that be having friends or family lined up in order to to practice on them but i think it's really really important because you and i both know that life is hectic these days things take over if you go back into your practice on a monday morning there's a hundred and one other things that you can be doing unless you've not got a, a structured plan it can be six months before you think oh you know what a waste of time going on that course you know, I feel like I've all, all of my my skills are now diminished and forgotten half of what I learned. So yeah, that 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 really kind of irritates me um, that pe- that people don't follow up on on the learnings that they they've uh, had on the day. And I think you know, particularly this isn't to plug BTC too much, but one of the great things that you do in order to mitigate people doing that is with the follow up emails is with the, the Facebook groups and the WhatsApp groups whereby people can access it in order to ask, uh, you know, ask questions to, to the trainers 24 hours a day, is to give them the marketing materials, is to give them the patient consent forms. So really, they've got no excuse other than their own laziness 
if they drop off and they forget everything. So I think, yeah, it's one of the good things that BTC does. Okay. Amongst many, I should get that Spurs ticket later on. Uh, no, you're right, because when I started Facial Aesthetics, well, the training academy, I spoke to one of the insurance companies, and they were saying 80% of dentists give up facial aesthetics within, within a year. They don't renew their insurance because, yeah, they can always go back to dentistry. It doesn't work. And I want to change that stat around. Um, yeah, it's, it's a total waste of money. They might as well just give that cash straight to you and I, and we can have another <laughs> night out. Yeah. God. Um, so um, I think my fifth wife won't allow me. <laughs> um, but they do you call you the, the, the Bollywood Henry VIII. <laughs> yeah, probably the size-wise at the moment. <laughs> and the uh, fact you like to eat turkey legs and chuck them over your shoulder in restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but then one thing we do do is that we call it a six-week destination postcard. So Because everyone's really um, on a high emotional level, they're excited. And we get them to write down a six-week plan. And then what I do, and with your help as well, we phone them up in six weeks' time going, this is what you said you were going to do. What have you done? And yeah. because of that accountability, it makes them do it. I don't know about you, but I find people uh, really take umbrage to be shouted down the phone. Uh, <laughs> you're a liar. This <laughs> is what you're You've done none of it. Yeah. Oh, that's why I can you together. Yeah, you have a more professional tone. <laughs> no, of course we do. We would never say that to people. Um, in terms of, have you had any aesthetic treatments? Obviously, no one can see your face, thank God. But have you? I, I haven't. Um, no, I, I haven't. Uh, my, my partner, who has trained us in, in aesthetics, is is constantly threatening to use me as some sort of giant lab rat. But I, I'm. I, this is going to sound like I'm blowing smoke up my own, uh, whatever. But um, I think I look younger than I actually am. Or so I'm told regularly. I've got a bit of a baby face. So, yeah, I haven't need to hit the uh, Botox and fillers just yet. Well, don't forget this podcast is evergreen, so you may have a different partner when this goes out live. So. Yeah, I mean, knowing me, chances are that might happen anyway. <laughs> um, so what do you think? Um, because obviously evolution of aesthetics we were line chasers when it first came out then we look at more the holistic approach have you seen any trends of future gazing what could be the future of aesthetics or where do you see it heading yeah i i think there's going to be so i i'm speaking to one of my other clients ignite growth and they're seeing a bit of a sea change from uh invisalign so obviously Post-COVID, the Zoom boom that we saw, the number of Invisalign treatments in the country just went stratospheric. Yeah, uh, everybody was, you know, having that uh, aligning, bonding, composite work, and whitening. But that has definitely plateaued, and I think the Invisalign numbers are, are down four percent month on month. But where they are seeing a trend is a boom in the aesthetics industry. Uh, and, you know, for, for bigger treatments like skin treatments, like fat freezing, I think that's almost going to be the, the next uh, Invisalign Zoom boom. I think it's going to be absolutely massive, uh, particularly as we you know approach summer 23. You know, again, everybody's out and about now. We're a long time removed from COVID. Uh, people won't be looking good. There's going to be loads of weddings, everything. So, yeah, I think 
those bigger bigger treatments, the fat freezing, the skin treatments, as, along with the traditional Botox and fillers, going to be a significant boom. Already, already seen it, you know, hockey stick trending upwards. Yeah, definitely. I agree with us. In my own clinic, we've seen more requests for different parts of the body. They say fat freezing, high food, skin tightening. Um, mm-hmm. People are becoming more conscious. Um, and just to touch upon that as well, I think a lot of, uh, and I'm seeing a number of squat practices be built by, by dental friends of mine, and they're taking a more holistic approach to dental, healthcare, and aesthetics. And we're seeing a lot more dental practices is, um, incorporate the, these kind of machines that can treat the entire body as well. So I think, again, it's going to, we're going to see a trend in that way as well. Perfect. Um, any books that you've read that you recommend? I'm a bit scared to ask you this because I remember one taxi ride, you are talking about conflict in Syria in the Middle Ages. Oh, well, after I've had a few drinks, I never stop ranting about that. <laughs> uh, you, you know, in the interest of transparency, I'm not a big business book reader. I'm much more of a fictional guy. Um, at the end of the, the, a long day, I just prefer to unwind and, um, you, you know, curl up with a nice book by uh, Maeve Binchy or, you know, Dame Barbara Cartland. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, in, in all seriousness, if I was to recommend to people listening in aesthetics, without question, there's this book out there called Let Go of the Handbrake. No, um, no, no uh, I've never read it myself. I've got a signed copy up there, but from what I hear, um, you know, it... it it's going to help you with every facet of your aesthetics business from retention, how to deal with complaints, from marketing to lead generation. Um, I, I think it's like the Bible of aesthetics. So, yeah, I would recommend that. I think as well, if you're looking at social media, you, you can't go wrong. I mean, it's sold 12,000 copies, which is, um, you know, a real demonstration of what a successful book it is. But Instagram for business as well whether you're a dentist or you're in, a, in, in aesthetics, that's a, a brilliant how-to guide to how to run your, your um, social media. So, yeah, those two books. Perfect, perfect. Um, so I did a social media post today about the three circles of life, health, wealth, and relationships. Mm-hmm. And with your introduction, you obviously lead a busy life. How do you balance health, wealth, and relationships? Very good question. Um, I do exercise every day. I'm a massive believer in that. I get up early, clear my inbox, and then I get myself to the gym uh, every day. And um, I recently had COVID and then followed it on with scarlet fever. And um, so I was unable to go anywhere um, for a long time, not only because I was feeling ill, but because, you know, I look like Phantom of the Opera as well with half my face falling off. So nobody would have wanted to see me anyway. And, and, I, and I was just, again, stuck in the house and not being able to exercise. I, I was going stir crazy. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in, um, yeah. That reminds me when you get a heart attack when we were up in Leeds and I was on the cross train and someone dropped all their weights. <laughs> and everyone, t- everyone stopped at the gym and turned around. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I appreciate it. Appreciated the use of clasps on the end of, of, of weights. So, yeah, that was um, shocking for the good people of Leeds. Um, and, and wealth. 
Uh, again, in full honesty, I get quite, when people start talking financials to me, and I know you're somebody who is very financially savvy, um, I just switch off, you know, I'm, I'm the son of an accountant, but as soon as people start to, uh, talking numbers to me, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm not extravagant, I'm not overboard in what I spend, in what I spend. Yeah, you can buy um, land of drinks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on my birthday, nobody else's. <laughs> and relation, because I know you you have quite a big family, extended family. I've been privileged to meet a couple of them. <laughs> so I know you're quite a family man on weekends, Sundays, roast dinner, family time, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's not for everyone. I, I, I have friends, uh, <laughs> they go and see their families at Christmas and then they're like, way to get out of their house yeah. uh, so it, it just depends on a your personality type and and b the, the type of family that you're blessed with i'm very fortunate in that um i'm from a big family you know I, there's five of us in terms of my siblings in the space of seven years you know we all play football together we've all got similar interests and, and uh, you know, without trying to sound too corny they're, they're my best pals so it's like I really enjoy seeing them. We always have a laugh. They're, they're always up to mischief. Um, you know, my mum and dad are local to me, so I'm fortunate to see them. So, yeah, it's, it's a really important facet of my life, those relationships as well. But but not just those relationships. It's like, um, obviously, my friends, but also with my clients as well. When when you first start out in business, you kind of just have to I've, I've come away from taking a, a, a regular wage and you're starting your own business. And, but at the same time, I've got bills to pay. You know, uh, I need to keep myself in shoes, right? But as the business has evolved and it's become a little bit more financially comfortable, I can really think about my business relationships as well. Yeah. And, and that looks like two things. One, can I make a difference to the business? And do I feel like I can affect that business in a positive way and secondly and just as importantly is can I work with those people and and I, and I think again without trying to sound too sycophantic it's like you and I have become really good friends over the year we, we we work together and I really kind of value our relationship we regularly meet for our Nando's <laughs> we have the odd night out and I think if you can find yourself in that position whereby you get on really really well with your clients uh, and you can do a good job by them. Yeah, it's worth its weight in gold. Really believe in that. So yeah, relationships in business and personal, incredibly important. Yeah, definitely. It's all about relationships there. I think that's a good point to end with because yeah, business, relationships, patients. We've all had days where you see someone, you dread, see them on the patient list and we dread them coming in. But you want to build a business. I know sometimes it's hard with it being a practitioner people enjoy working with people enjoy treating and yeah it's interesting I you know we speak to some people and, and they say oh can you take on more work it's like no no I'm I'm at capacity and so it's almost like as a salesperson that's the shutters coming up yeah but and then if you can say to somebody would you say you have a number of clients or customers that are poor payers always complaining you know a pain in the ass yeah. to deal with what if you could replace those people who turned up on time, who paid on time, who were polite, respectful, 
you, you know, people that you look forward to turning up, everybody would say that. So I think that's always something to consider. Yeah. Words of wisdom, Joe. For such a young man, looks <laughs> like a 12 year old, who'd have thought, hey? No, no so um, thank you, Joe, for your time. I know you're a very busy man. Um, if listeners want to find out more about you and your services, how can they contact you or find out more information? Don't email me. I hate emails. It's boring. Uh, find <laughs> no, me on I'm going to put your email address on the podcast link now. No, no, no. Don't put my email. And, and, and just going back to young people, young people don't, they hide behind their emails. They don't read email. That's a tip for your listeners. Don't rely on email shots. People hide behind them. Um, find me on Instagram, Joe Lovett Catalyst, L-O-V-E-T-T Catalyst. Um, I'm always around. If anybody just wants to drop me a direct message, I can help anybody. I, I, I'm typically get back to people quickly. More than happy to help. But thank you to you, Harry, today for the opportunity to speak to your listeners, and thank you as well for all your ongoing support. And uh, yeah, I look forward to our next Landos. There, yeah, as well. Do yeah, thank you, Joe, and um, I hope the listeners enjoyed it. So I certainly made lots of notes. Um, Problem based, be adaptable, and all about relationships. Much love, man. Speak soon. Thanks a lot, Joe.